I'm Valerie Williams and welcome to Lens on Fitness, a podcast that will zoom in on all areas of physical fitness and wellness. I want to show you how both of these can only be achieved with the right state of mind. And I will do this by bringing to light all kinds of issues and by sharing some of the lessons that I have learned in order to help put you on the path of becoming an individual with a strong body and an even stronger mind. Hello and welcome to the Lens on Fitness podcast. Now today I want to talk to you about one of the most important nutrients for building and repairing tissues in the body, protein. It's one of the most talked about macronutrients, especially in the fitness industry. Whenever you hear the words muscle building or muscle growth, protein is always mentioned. The protein bandwagon has gained a lot of momentum in recent years, leading many people to believe that consuming large amounts of protein is necessary for optimal health and fitness. However, this can be potentially harmful for those who don't fully understand what protein is and how it functions in the body. Well, first of all, what is protein? Well, protein is an essential nutrient that helps to build, repair and maintain muscle tissue in the body. It's made up of different amino acids, which act as building blocks for muscle growth. So for those of you wanting to build muscle, protein is crucial as it helps to stimulate muscle protein synthesis which is the process by which new muscle tissue is created. So when we exercise, when we're working out, our muscles undergo small amounts of damage and protein helps to repair and rebuild the damaged tissue. Now this process is essential for muscle growth and without adequate protein intake, muscle growth can be hindered. So how much protein do we need? You know, that might be a question that you're perhaps asking. Well, this is all going to depend on a few things, really, and where you're reading from or getting your source of information about the recommended daily allowance of protein. But from what I know and the information that I have, the recommended daily allowance of protein for healthy adult men is around 56 grams. And for the healthy adult woman, it's around 46 grams, something like that. But again, you know, don't quote me on these figures. Like I said, it depends on where you're getting your information from. These numbers are going to vary depending on several factors like your age, for example, your weight, your height, your activity level. Now, athletes, bodybuilders and people who engage in really intense workouts are going to require a lot more protein to support their muscle growth and repair. I mean, they may need anything from 1.2 grams to 2 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. Those figures are really a guideline for people who engage in intense workouts. I mean, professional athletes, for one, intense workout. Bodybuilders, intense workout. Now let's talk about some of the best sources of protein for muscle gain. Lean meats such as chicken, turkey, beef and pork are all excellent sources of protein. Now, I'm not a meat eater, but I still have to cover this. And it's important that I cover this because we all eat differently. I mean, just one serving of grilled chicken breast, for instance, contains around 30 grams of protein. Fish is another excellent source of protein. 
especially fatty fish such as salmon, mackerel and tuna. Eggs are also an excellent source of protein. I mean, they contain all nine essential amino acids required for muscle growth and repair. I mean, one large egg can contain anything between five or six grams of protein. Now for the plant-based eaters, great sources of plant-based proteins you can actually get from things like beans, lentils, tofu, and quinoa. Now these are all excellent sources of protein for vegetarians, vegans, plant-based. However, you need to start being a bit clever by combining different sources of plant-based proteins to ensure that you get all the necessary amino acids. In order for a protein to be a complete protein, it must contain all of the nine essential amino acids with plant-based versions of source proteins. Not everything contains the essential amino acids. So if you're wondering how to do this, for example, rice has protein in it. Beans have protein in them. If you eat rice on its own, you're getting the protein, but you're not getting all the amino acids. If you eat beans on their own, you're getting your protein, but you're not getting the essential amino acids. However, if you combine the rice and the beans together, then you actually get a complete protein. Those two foods together will provide you with the essential amino acids that your body needs. So now when it comes to protein supplementation, many athletes and bodybuilders turn to protein powders to meet their protein needs. Whey protein is one of the most popular forms of protein powder. This is because it's easily digested, it absorbs quickly and contains all the essential amino acids required for muscle growth and repair. There are also plant-based protein powders available such as pea protein, soy protein and rice protein. I for one don't use protein powders. It's not to say that it's bad, it's just that it's a preference of mine. I much prefer to get my protein from whole foods. Whole food should always be the primary source of protein and supplements really should only be used to meet protein needs when whole foods are not available or convenient. You shouldn't really be relying on supplementation as your only source of protein. You need to get that from real foods, whole foods. Now, while protein is an essential macronutrient that helps to build and repair muscles, it's not the only nutrient necessary for a healthy diet. I know there's a lot of promotion out there regarding protein, etc. You know, there's a lot of hype behind protein, but I have to cover this point as well. Consuming too much protein particularly from sources like powders and supplements, these things can put a strain on the kidneys and liver and sometimes it can even lead to potential health issues over time. Additionally, way too many people are unnecessarily spending their money on protein powders and supplements, which can be really expensive and not even necessary to be honest. I think because you hear about protein so much and you read about it and you're always being told that you need to have this amount or if you don't have this, you won't build muscle. It's causing people to believe that you have to have this huge intake of protein, otherwise you're going to die or otherwise you won't build muscle. And that's just not true. Eating a well-rounded diet can provide you with all the protein that you need for optimal health and fitness. So in short, what I'm basically saying is that jumping on the protein bandwagon without fully understanding what protein is, 
and how it affects the body can be potentially harmful, both physically and financially. So if you're really troubled or concerned about how much protein you're getting in your diet, it's important to consult a healthcare professional or a registered dietitian to determine the appropriate amount of protein that is needed for your individual health and fitness goals, not somebody else's. You know, it's all very well reading that someone eats 100 grams of protein a day or something like that. That's great for them. That won't be good for you because you don't have their lifestyle. You're not training as intense as them. You don't have the same fitness and strength goals. So therefore, there would be no need for you to be eating 100 grams of protein a day. Now, I know this is brief, but I've tried to cram in as much information as I could, information that I think that you need without it becoming too long-winded and just going off in a direction that will probably lose you or bore you somehow. But hopefully today you will have learned something new about protein for muscle gain. So now you'll have more awareness about protein and you'll fully understand that just because you might not be hitting those guideline targets for your daily recommended amount of protein, it doesn't mean that you're going to experience some kind of deficiency. Deficiencies tend to occur in developing countries, third world countries, where food is scarce, to be honest. So all that leaves for me to say is, thanks for listening, take good care of yourself, and I shall catch you on the next episode. Bye for now.